the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. What do you want to talk about? 800-516-1220. Interesting story today. UPS shares to rise 25%. Now, again, 25%. I think we're getting a little bit spoiled at this point in time because we're like 25%. Is that even worth my time? Bank of America Merrill Lynch raised its rating to buy from neutral for UPS shares, predicting the company will cut costs. UPS is going to deal with its network transformation plan this year. It is expected to include ongoing automation and focus on improving margins. Now, what I hear in that story is automation, job losses. I know a lot of people who come out of college and they're not quite ready for the real world. They come out of college and they're kind of starting to think about um, their careers and maybe they, they don't go to college and they, they, they do the high school route. They get out of it and they start thinking to themselves, you know, now what do I do? And there, there's some fairness of that. And like a UPS has always been a pretty good job of sacking and sorting and tra- trucking and hauling and you know working well with other people. But it's it's interesting, right? Like, are you going to invest? In my opinion, are you going to invest in um, job losses? Do you care? This is a company that needs to compete with Amazon on a lot of levels. When I was recently away, I uh, I decided that I needed, I needed, I need, I need, I need um, something. And long story short, um, Amazon and UPS, you know, they're going to get there. So that's an interesting one. If you want one investment idea today, think about UPS. Do you think they're going to make it? Do you think they aren't? Can you write down five reasons why you like the company and five reasons why you don't? So the China trade fight, I did a little bit of work more on it this weekend and trying to figure out mathematically how much does the China-U.S. trade fight potentially cost companies. Because they're both the United States and China are both coming back and forth at this point in time. 
And one of the things that they're trying to do is, you know, position themselves for maybe an accord in the future. Maybe uh, we did act tough, don't you see? Apple and Intel are on a list of 16 U.S. companies that made a total of $105.5 billion from China last year, or 23% of overall revenues. So Apple and Intel are huge players in China and the Trump administration. Tech companies generate billions of dollars. So you're going to see a little bit back and forth. But it could be a buying opportunity if you believe like I do, that the market creates buying opportunities and the market creates selling situations. And the buying opportunity is when your favorite stocks fall. That's one of them. You know, Apple and Intel do the most business inside of China, but closely followed by Qualcomm and Broadcom, Microsoft and Skyworks and Applied Materials. So there's a lot to do. There's a lot at stake in China lot at stake in China. Supreme Court struck down a federal sports betting ban. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. What's that going to mean? It means bad things for Vegas, right? I think it's bad for America because I don't think... Politicians have ever met a tax that, you know, an event that they don't want to tax at higher rates. But I think that's a big story, in my opinion. The Supreme Court, they ruled that states can legalize sports betting, breaking up Nevada's monopoly on the practice. That's a, that's a loss for casinos, right? MGM Resorts, court upheld the legality of a 2014 New Jersey law permitting sports betting at casinos and racetracks. Let's think. Should we have a law? Should we have a law that creates a situation of states have to do what the federal government says? Or should states be able to decide, like, look, we don't really want to tax tobacco because we're the mighty state of North Carolina. We grow tobacco here. And a lot of the tobacco farmers are like, what are you doing to us? So maybe we'll, we'll do sports casinos. Shares of several casino companies moved higher. And you would think that this would be a negative, but actually it, it opens up every single state to invite in someone like a Caesars Entertainment or Penn National Gaming, MGM Resorts, Boyd Gaming, Churchill Downs, Wynn Resorts. Those are the guys who lose immediately from it. But when? Because they could get into new markets. So there's seven states that are awaiting rulings on sports gambling. And they're all going to be very happy on this. Um, Connecticut, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Iowa, New York, Mississippi, and West Virginia. They want legalized gambling. And they've gone on record saying that. 13 other states, California, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, um, have plans or proposals to consider legalizing sports betting. It's another way of taxes, you know. I I don't think we'll ever get to the point of taxing skinny people, but we might. We can tax smokers. We can we can you know, soda drinkers, millionaires, people in poverty. We could do it all. So that's a big story.
there in the world of media today. Buying efforts are underway to keep up last week's winning ways. Last week, I think four out of five updates on the S&P 500. That was pretty good. Everyone seemed to be winning. There isn't much in way of corporate news driving things. So there's some attribution for the early bias is probably being given to, you know, macro matters. The lead story out there is a tweet from President Trump that he and Chinese President Xi are working to get Chinese telecom and ZTE back into business and that the Commerce Department has been instructed to get it done. The acknowledgments are already being construed as an easing of U.S.-China trade tensions. So again, a lot of times, like, we set ourselves up to be positioned. Do you know what I'm saying? We try to position ourselves to look great. The headline, Spigot on Trade Matters, is going to be wide open until you know, President Trump moves on to other agenda items. It's still weird that I'm calling him President Trump. It's like that episode of Futurama that they predicted it, or Family Guy, or something like that, and you're like, well... But we have a celebrity as a president. Other focal points throughout the week, uh, this week are going to be oil prices. Oil's made a big move to $70 a barrel. Trade discussions in Washington with Chinese officials. Earnings reports from major retailers like Home Depot, Macy's, and Walmart. Comments from Fed officials are going to be of interest as well. Cleveland Fed President Mester, he already came out today and said that a gradual rate hike path is likely over the medium term, but pointed out that rates could move up more quickly if the economy grew faster than expected. That last statement is a bit of a disclaimer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Outside my window, sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Amazon is devastating Walgreens and Rite Aid by getting into the pharmacy business. Can you already see it? The humor that's going to be broadcast around the world when we go, Amazon, order my... And what drug do we put in there next? Do we throw in Lipitor? Um, What do we throw in? Alexa, order my Viagra. Our five words that could prove financially devastating to Walgreens, to CVS, to Rite Aid. Amazon's going to enter the healthcare space via a tie-up with Berkshire Hathaway and J.P. Morgan Chase. There's no denying that a move into the pharmacy business could serve up big-time disruption. 
an easy priority for Amazon is going to be to improve the overall consumer experience in shopping for drugs online. And uh, I think where you have to go with this in your head is the what ifs. Because we like the if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, so what a party we'd have. An easy priority for Amazon is going to be to improve the consumer service. If you have a second house in the mountains, Amazon may not be able to get there the same day like they do in the big city, but they may be able to get there two days later. And you're like, eh, I don't really want to drive 40 minutes to Reno to pick up my prescription. And Amazon will bring it to you. That convenience. And they could do a lot of things like use their drones to deliver drugs to the patient's doorstep. They could expand the two-hour delivery service to include drugs. They could use dash buttons for ordering drugs. They could use its buying power to offer customers generics for cash. Have you ever ordered from Amazon Prime and they're like, it will be there in one day for free? Or if you want it standard shipping, it will give you $3 off digitals. And you're like, what are digitals? And it's like maybe digital music. So they could place a pharmacy inside of Whole Foods. That wouldn't take too much work, right? So this is a, a an if. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts. The what ifs Amazon can do are it's spectacular. Currently for every dollar pharmacy dollars, you know, Walgreens makes forty four cents in front end. Given cash share loss, it's likely going to come from some leakage of revenue. Um, so not only would Amazon add another service to their prime, be able to charge more, start stratifying it, charge less for seniors to get them to start using the drugs, and then charge them more later. It's going to hurt Walgreens. It's going to hurt Rite Aid. Um, that's a biggie, you know? I don't want to underscore that in any way, shape, or form, um, because I think that would be doing you a disservice. So, Amazon, the ifs and buts and candy and nuts. Oh, what a party we'd have. Uh, Jared Kushner is hyping a peace deal right now. You're saying, who's Jared Kushner? Oh, yeah, he's Ivanka Trump's husband, who happens to be the daughter of said Trump. Jared Kushner is hyping a peace deal as Israel kills scores of Palestinian protesters during U.S. embassy move to Jerusalem. It's looking pretty ugly. And when you see people with masks on and you see gas and you see anger towards America, uh, that could jack up oil prices, right? Do we care about the Middle East? I have a question about U.S. policies. I really do. And like, maybe I should go back to a college class and, and try to figure out, like, why are we so infatuated with Europe? We're, we're enthralled with much of Asia. But, man, the Middle East, we're like, nah, not so much. South America, we're like, eh, not so much. Until there's a fight in the Middle East, and they're sitting on that big old heaping pile of oil. And that's one of the things that has the U.S. spooked at this point in time, is that we want that oil easy-pleasy. You know, like, we, we, the easier, the happier everyone is, we'll gladly do transactions. So the big story of the day, I think, is the President Trump suggested the U.S. would reverse sanctions against the Chinese tech giant ZTE. They were put in place because ZTE did business with Iran and North Korea. 
ZTE effectively shut down after sanctions went into place. And it looks like the United States is going to help make China great again. Oh, oh, I hear some of you running right now to your presses. You're going to go get hats made, make China great again, and you're going to use red letters. I know you are. I see this one coming from a mile away. Other stories of note today. What's drawing the, the market? It's a quiet week. As I look out into the forest and the trees, I see the birds and the mist. There's not a lot going on. It's like a quiet forest right now on Wall Street. Chip makers are doing well. Regulators, uh, if ZTE gets business done in Iran, Iraq, with the help of the United States, maybe China scratches the back of someone like a Qualcomm and lets them acquire a Chinese company, NXP Semiconductor. So you all got kind of messy there. It all got kind of messy there when everyone was looking at Kim Jong-un and saying, are you really going to throw up nuclear weapons? And China didn't really do much about it in front of the world. They did things behind. Yeah, so semiconductors are having a nice day today. That's nice to see, which is nice. I got that going for me. Eternal peace. Um, markets overall, you know, we feel pretty good about these. Um, you want, though, to blow out the market, don't you? And earlier I was talking about UPS being the play that analysts are saying there's 25% upside. And why are they saying that? Because they see a lot of room for automation. And what does that do? Hopefully, and this is the hope that you always hope for, Oh, I got my something else on. Okay. Hopefully what it is is when you have those job losses that they move up into a different job. So the stocks that we should focus on are sometimes they create opportunities. Sometimes they disrupt. Sometimes they put people out of jobs. Like if I were to throw some names at you, you know, Netflix. Don't you think ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox have those big towers in, in New York City? And they're these big TV companies, and you had to play by their rules. Or is the highway? And Netflix is like saying, no, we're going to take down those big towers in New York. And Amazon, or Align Technology, or Pintair, um, all companies with big upside. And you know who's got big upside right now? Capital Oil and Gas and Conco Resources. Um, in large part because what we're seeing is oil has been heading up all year long and it's back at $70 a barrel you can find me online at Rob Black Show Twitter Rob Black Show YouTube Rob Black Show I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Story's getting worse for Facebook. 
Isn't that typically how it is? Stories get worse before they get better. It's like Hansel and Gretel, they're playing outside, and then, oh no, dad comes home with a new one. And then there's another oh no kind of moment. Facebook has uh, had problems with Russia and ads, and Cambridge Analytica is basically out, gone, destroyed. Facebook, though, has suspended another 200 apps, essentially in its first stage of its review into apps. So there should be more. And what are they suspending these apps for? They have access to large quantities of user data. And they happen not to be acting nicely. Facebook has said that it's looking at thousands of apps as part of its investigation that Chief Executive Officer Mark Zuckerberg announced in March. I don't think Facebook has a long-term problem with this. I don't think they have a short-term problem. I think the headlines are bad. I think long-term, the company wanted to be seen as a company that was your friend. And now we're starting to see, well, you like me because I have an Xbox, or you like me because I've got a soccer ball. And, you know, some celebrities lashed out, and they won't be missed. But it's it's the younger people who are, like, bitter, angry at companies that do bad. So we all have that anger in us, don't we? I think so. One of the things I like about Mondays on Wall Street are the idea, it's the idea, quite simply, of what happened over the weekend. Don't you love getting into the cooler? Talking women, talking love, talking, oh, I cooked a barbecue with 900 ribs on it. And that's kind of what you do, right? Um, so Mondays are cool for me because you can come in and talk about what happened over the weekend in sports or what happened in the weekend over the barbecue or what happened over the weekend with your kids. My kids got their first goals. Woohoo! That moment that you're waiting for your kid to hit the game-winning home run, you know? So you talk to a coworker about it, and they're like, cool. I like Mondays because of mergers and acquisitions, that over the weekend, lawyers go, okay, if we're going to get this deal done, we're going to work all weekend long. We're not going to leak this one to the press. Leak it to the press, the deal might not get done, right? So here's three mergers and acquisitions that kind of are dreams, right? Not all mergers and acquisitions work out, like, you know, um, you'll see companies like AMD went out and bought um, a company years ago, ATI Graphics, because they didn't have that GPU. Now AMD is pretty good at it. They're real good at it. At one point in time, AMD was competing directly with Intel on CPUs, and they went out and acquired a GPU company and started putting both technologies together. So that was a, a, a merger that made sense. These mergers may make sense, but they may not ever happen. For instance, why doesn't Amazon buy Sears Holdings or even Macy's? But let's, stay, let's stick with Sears Holdings for a second. They've got these leases. They're all around the country. They've gone into bankruptcy. They've renegotiated the leases. When you renegotiate leases, you tend to end in a good place. Not always, but in a healthier place. Sears has long been the poster child of everything bad Amazon could do to a company, ravaging American retail. 
But Amazon would instantly be able to sell tires. And I get the feeling I don't know tires like I know bourbon. I don't know tires like I know women. But I get the feeling there's a lot of money in tires. Don't you agree? Um, and also, Sears has awesome appliances with Kenmore. And Sears would get the e-commerce platform. You know, my dishwasher went out not too long ago. I called Sears. Sears? My dishwasher went out. And they said, what's the size? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, go do this. And I did it. Next day, there was a dishwasher there. They took my other one away. You call someone like Home Depot or Target, and it's sometimes two weeks, three weeks. And you got to have dishes washed, right? Are you with me? He gets me. So Amazon could offer Sears what it needs to compete better with Walmart and Target. And Sears could help Amazon get its paws on real estate holdings that, you know, uh, are typically not in the big cities. They're in the suburbs. And they've, everyone knows where they are. Like, oh, I know where Sears is. If you've lived in that community, you know exactly where it is, right? So was, does Amazon want to get into a thousand stores though? And like, you're probably yelling at your radio right now. They don't, they're, they're Amazon. They're the internet guys. They're, they don't want real stores, but they've been getting in more stores real pretty consistently. You know, Whole Foods, right? Amazon could offer Sears what it needs to beef up its competitiveness. And that's, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. That's what mergers and acquisitions should be all about. The way out for Sears is ultimately in front of bankruptcy judges, and that's where creditors tend to take the assets that are there. Amazon will be, you know, adding over 30 million square feet of fulfillment center capacity in the U.S. this year. Could some of that be Sears facilities? So we'll see. That's a dream merger and acquisition. Another dream merger and acquisition that a lot of people have is Apple and Tesla. We spend a lot of times on our phones. We spend a lot of time in our cars. And we spend a lot of time in our cars on our phones. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is a visionary. Would he pull that off? Would he be willing to bow to Apple? Elon Musk needs money. Apple has money. Elon Musk needs, you know, a gimmick because he's making a car that's awesome, but he's losing too much money. There's more than 700 million iPhones in the use worldwide right now. There's about 3 million Teslas. If you're fantasizing and you're in the year 2023, (laughs) there's not that many right now. 3 million versus 700 million, right? Making a car and making a smartphone are two vastly different tasks, but they both are asking the same thing. A premium price for something that is kind of a commodity. Apple has a history of smaller scale acquisitions. It did fork over 400 million for Shazam last year. Tesla has a current market value of about 51.3 billion. So what would that be? Uh, 15 times. What would, what would it take? 15 times their biggest acquisition. Now, Apple stock is always at a 52 week high, it feels like. And because of that, they're well, they're buying back shares, and that doesn't always make sense. So Apple could buy Tesla if they wanted to, but do they want to? When you buy a phone, some people drop it the first day. Some people break it a couple days later, a year later, two years later. 
it certainly feels like that lithium-ion battery conveniently starts not charging as well at year two when you stop paying for the phone because you've done two annual year installments, right? And you're like, whoa, now it's going to stop working? That's kind of the idea. So, uh, so the phone breaks every two years. The car, if it broke every two years, no one would buy it, right? So, but could you see Apple and, and, and Tesla come up with an idea that's kind of new? And what do I mean by that? Like, how about you buy a car for two years and you get a new car in two years? Kind of like your cell phone. Maybe. Again, that Musk, you know, he, he started PayPal, got out of PayPal. Like, he's not dumb. He doesn't have to go down with the ship. Not that PayPal is going down or anything like that, but you get the idea. Microsoft, you know, that would be a bit of a problem if Tesla and Apple went kind of veered off the road. Would Microsoft do something that they've never, ever considered, ever, never thought of? Do you know Microsoft, I think for all of the great stuff that they've done or all of their accomplishments, they've just... They're like, oh, we'll come up with a phone, and it sucks. And like, oh, we'll come up with a, uh, you know, a, a, I'm forgetting the name of them, Apple iPods? iPods, yeah, iPods. So and they, Microsoft tried to buy their way. Do you remember Zune, Z-U-N-E? They tried to make that their iPod. They've never been able to get in the home. So here's your fantasy merger and acquisition. Microsoft goes after Netflix. Microsoft has moved hard and fast into cloud computing, which would help Netflix. Um, it keeps them fresh with Amazon. Netflix's content expenses are surging. They're expected to come in between seven and a half and eight million this year. It may need a capital injection to make things work profitably. A Microsoft bid would do just that. Microsoft is presently about seven times bigger than Netflix. So it can swing the deal, but you're talking, it would take a 30% premium easy for Microsoft to pull that off. And is anyone willing to do a 30% premium? But those are three merchant acquisitions, and if they were to happen, I think we'd all go, those are groundbreakers. Amazon stepping into the physical world with Sears, Apple buying Tesla, getting into the you know a new business model of manufacturing. Or Microsoft buy Netflix, or Apple buy Netflix. All of these things could and should happen. Or at least would make my world that much more entertaining. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. 
a lot of headlines. Like that, that's not a bad way to start your life. Do you remember when we had more newspapers and <laughs> we were pretty comfortable with buying a newspaper and reading it? Now you're like, I don't ever want to spend that money. That what is a newspaper? Fifty cents, seventy-five cents a dollar. I can just go online. Dozens of Palestinians killed in protests as U.S. opens Jerusalem embassy. At least 37 protesters are dead. Supreme Court has ruled to open the door to sports betting. I think that's awesome. Not really. I don't think it's, I think gambling's okay if you have the right mentality for it, but I think gambling's a big problem if you're not structured for it. Tesla, Elon Musk says the company is flattening in its management structure. It's going to undergo a restructuring to flatten its structure um, and to save money. Probably to cut some people out who are told you get stock options when we turn 2019 calendar on or 2018 and a half. And sometimes companies do that. Oracle's famous for firing salespeople right when they're about to vest, right when they're about to get a big payday. CBS is in the news today. CBS has declared war on its controlling shareholder, suing Sherry Redstone and her family's National Amusements Holdings for trying to force CBS to merge with Viacom. That's when those mergers and acquisitions get a little bit uncomfortable. When not everyone wants them to happen. So this is a quiet week on Wall Street. There's not a lot of stories out there. There is the big story today about Trump kind of uh, making nice with China, and China probably going to make nice back, and maybe this is the start of working out their trade issues. The IRS may nix blue states' workaround on tax deduction caps. The old IRS... A lot of people's lives changed when the new tax plan came through, especially in expensive states with expensive housing. The new tax law caps the deduction for state and local income taxes at $10,000. Some legislatures in New Jersey, New York, Connecticut have passed what are called workarounds, which allow homeowners to contribute to local charitable funds and get a federal deduction. Now, the IRS says that may not pass muster. Like, you've heard the line... You have to live in a house two out of the last five years to get that capital appreciation deduction. It's not necessarily true. If you lived in it in 2013 and 14, but you rented it in 15, 16, and 17, and then you sell it, they may say it was a rental. You clearly moved out. People moved in. You never moved back in. It can be argued that way. So residents in high-tax locales can expect to feel the pain. In 2015, the average New Yorker's assault deduction was 22169 That's a lot of money. So now it's going to be the IRS against different states. And can the states come up with, for instance, California was talking about, well, if Trump is going to tax high earners, we'll just say that their income tax, we're going to abolish income tax and make corporations pay that tax. Not fun when you're talking to the IRS, is it? Not for me. Uh, You've heard about Bitcoin, I'm sure. 
Bitcoin has a technology tied towards it called blockchain. And what everyone's talking about in the financial services community is how cool blockchain is. Blockchain can help create a decentralized identity for those with no proof of their existence. Okay, start thinking about that for a second. Blockchain underpins digital identity. It can help us link people from different agencies and keep track of what's going on and who these people are. You can do away with driver's license and replace it with blockchain technology. You can do away with a lot and replace it with blockchain technology. All about the digital ID. So some people are invisible and some people like that. Um, but if we can make your ID digitally encrypted, maybe we won't have all those hacks, right? ID thefts. The need for an official digital ID for those who are ID-less is recognized by multiple parties around the world. So blockchain may have its day. Bitcoin may or may not, but blockchain may. Big old coming out party, right? I'm coming out. No, I'm not going to do it. Tesla has come out and kind of like said, we're going to restructure our management. Now, there's a billionaire named Ron Barron. What a great last name, Barron, if you're going to be a billionaire. He says, we're going to make 20 times our money in Tesla. He goes, I think we're going to make 20 times our money because the opportunity is so enormous. And you're talking about a company that can't really produce cars fast. So the opportunity is there when you see how many cars are on the road. The opportunities are there when you see California say things like all houses are going to be mandated to have solar when they're built after 2020. So Tesla represents 1.62% of Barron Capital's assets under management. And uh, recently, Musk kind of laughed off some of the bonehead questions and analysts, but there's some people who believe in them. Who say, I think we're going to make 20 times our investment. Hey, everybody, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.